0: Welcome to Flip the Library, the Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. My name is Melissa Grimot, Manager of the Snellville Branch.
1: And I'm Steve Thomas, Manager of the Collins Hill Branch. Today, we are here with GCPL Executive Director, Charles Pace, and Director of Customer Experience, Michael Casey, to discuss the library's philosophy and actions on matters of equity, diversity, and inclusion. Uh, the country has recently started a long-due conversation on race, spurred by the violent deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmed Aubrey. Unfortunately, just three of many of those types of deaths. Uh, and GCPL issued a public message to our community, reiterating our commitment to building a more educated, informed, and tolerant community, though this was not the first, the library's first steps toward addressing these issues. What, what, when was the decision made that we wanted to draft and release this message to our community, and why did um, you guys feel like it was appropriate for us to make this public statement?
2: Well, the uh, of course, we follow the news the same as anyone else, and when we were seeing what was happening in, in both our community and around the nation, Uh, We felt that it was important that the library articulate its viewpoint, its commitment to diversity, to equity, and to inclusiveness, and to do that in a way that was uh, hopefully powerful and and communicate directly with our customers. Uh, you know, the, the older conception, I think, was that libraries should be neutral and just not take positions on anything. And I don't want to say we've discarded that because, I mean, obviously we don't want to align ourselves with particular political factions or agendas. Uh, however, having said that, we're not neutral when it comes to injustice. We're not neutral when it comes to tolerance. We're not neutral when it comes to inclusivity. And I think that's always been the case, or at least it's been the case, you know, for for many, many decades. Uh, but uh, we we felt that at this point in the country, this crucial time with the tensions that exist in our community and across the country, it was important to make a, a strong statement about where the library stands on these issues. So we discussed it as a leadership team. Uh, we had a, a very good conversation with the library board as well. And, you know, frankly, there were some differing uh, views and differing opinions on that, but uh, ultimately the, the board just came to the idea that uh, they would they would entrust us as the library administration with communicating that message um, and uh, so we, we talked and worked among ourselves and uh, there was a lot of back and forth amongst us as well before we finally produced the statement that's uh, on our website uh, and which hopefully clearly communicates uh, our views uh, on these issues uh, to the community as a whole.
0: Our customer service philosophy states that our services will be inclusive, equitable, and cooperative. How important is modeling that right now? Yeah, I, I
3: think it's extremely important. I think that, you know, our our, our community in, in some ways is, is looking to the library as an example and, and, and we really have to, to walk the talk uh, right now, you know, putting out the statement and and putting together uh, the equity task force. Are, are very good, but there has to be uh, an, an underlying um, support of, the, of that philosophy in, in everything the library does. I think more and more libraries are, are across the country are kind of realizing that we need a, a different approach if we want different outcomes in our communities. Uh, I think we've all been doing similar things over the years, and I think now you're, you're seeing a bit of a paradigm shift in both what libraries are, are, are publicly stating or saying through these statements and then also what what they're trying to begin to do both internally and, and within their own, own communities uh, you know one of the things we want to do with this equity task force is to create a bit of a kind of like a, a racial uh, equity framework that's going to let us go beyond kind of individual change to, to really more to systemic change uh, which is where you know more insidious racism sort of operates so yeah I, I think the customer service philosophy while, I don't think we were thinking of that back then. Uh, I think we 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 did a pretty good job at making it uh, a very uh, broad and and uh, a good statement that that can wrap this sort of change into it also. Um,
1: So you talked about the equity task force, Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that and some other ways that the library has been um, looking to address issues of inequity in our community, um, like hiring decisions, collections, decisions, um, programming, um, all to make those, all those things that we offer more equitable, diverse, and inclusive?
3: Well, I'll speak to a little bit of, of background. And then I think Charles can, you know, he, he really had some very strong points in actually creating the equity task force. But but I think, you know, I, I'm happy that over the past two years, uh, the library has really been beginning to address uh, equity issues, both through the uh, LGBTQ uh, plus uh, task force that was formed, the diversity in the collection, uh, Team that was out there, and also the African American uh, task force that uh, just completed their report uh, a, cu- a couple weeks ago. Um, I think all of these things, all of these 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 teams and task force were examining uh, both our programming, our materials collections, uh, and and all the things we we do in a in a public facing manner. Uh, and I think they they've all had very good uh, suggestions. We're still working towards adopting some of those. Uh, some of them we are a bit limited right now from a budgetary standpoint. Um, but I know just using materials as an example, they have been spending a lot of time uh, trying to grow our, our collections, both in Spanish and, and I know right now they're working very hard on, on, on Chinese collection. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of those collections are rather pricey. Um, So we have to kind of take it in in, in small steps. But I I do think over the past two years, we've been working to kind of broaden our vision a bit uh, regarding equity uh, with those task force. And that kind of leads into this new equity task force.
2: Yeah, I would just echo what Michael is saying. Uh, You know, the issue of equity is something that, uh, you know, we've been talking about internally, for, for a while now, and of course, it's something that uh, I hear a lot about when I go to national meetings and conferences. Urban Libraries Council has been uh, sort of on the forefront uh, of this issue, but it hasn't really been as much on the radar uh, from a community standpoint until recently. So I know we like to talk about uh, teachable moments. Uh, I think that this might qualify as a teachable moment. It's an opportunity to talk about these issues in our community in a way that hopefully doesn't divide people but brings people together and and we want to educate people as an educational institution. We want to inform them, uh, and we want to build a community of tolerance and a community where every single citizen, every single individual in the community has the opportunity to succeed and to be their best self. Obviously, that's a utopian goal. We're never going to achieve that 100%, but if there's something that we can do to help things in that direction uh, then we're going to do it and whether it's having more authors come in and talk to us about uh, these types of issues about history the history of the area about past inequities and how they've in some cases been either not addressed or inadequately addressed whether it's how we build a diverse collection base that really reflects the broad array Uh, of populations within Gwinnett County. I mean, we have over a hundred different languages spoken in the Gwinnett County schools. It's important, we can't, can't, it's just not possible budgetarily to represent all of those, but we at least want to represent the major ones. We want to expand our foreign language programming and collection offerings and our outreach uh, to those communities to make sure that they understand that the library is there for them too. Uh, We have a lot of individuals who come from countries where public libraries are not really a thing or they're subscription libraries where you have to pay. So there's a process of educating people that know the library is here for everybody. It's paid for with tax dollars. It's free to everyone. And these, this is the message that we need to get out there. Uh, we started this past year, earlier this year with our Spanish language marketing plan. That's kind of the first step, but we need to do a lot more. We need to do more campaigns like that, more outreach like that. Uh, Obviously, we're somewhat restrained right now with uh, what's going on with the pandemic. But long term, those are our goals. That's the direction that we're heading and moving. You take a program like Career Online High School, the vast majority of people who have benefited from that uh, are either African-American or Hispanic or they're immigrants from other parts of the world. We had one young man who came from Tibet. Uh, who graduated through the Career Online High School program. We've had people from many different countries uh, come here and get their high school diploma. That's a way to give those individuals a leg up, to give them an opportunity to succeed. There's a new program that we're launching in partnership with Google uh, that's going to focus on helping people re-enter the workforce after they've been in in prison uh, and to start their own businesses. Often these individuals face a a very difficult challenge in getting any kind of a job because of their past criminal records. So we're going to give them a helping hand. The library is about giving people a helping hand. It's about letting people have the opportunity to succeed. We're not going to guarantee you success, but we want to give you the tools to succeed. I think that that's the most important work that we can do. It's core, it's central to our mission as an educational institution, as a community service institution, Uh, and frankly, it makes me very proud uh, to be a part of that work in helping build a stronger community. And, uh, you know, as far as our hiring practices are concerned, I don't think we've really talked too much about that, but uh, we're always going to of course, try to find the very best possible individuals to fill positions at the library, but we're gonna make an extra effort to recruit as diverse of a workforce as possible uh, to make sure that all elements of our community are represented. And that when someone walks in one of our libraries, they'll be able to see themselves represented uh, by the individuals that are working there. And I think that's an important point to make as well.
1: I like that even before all this um, current um, strife has happened, um, and the, the the protests and things like that, that we have been doing this work already with things like reaching out to young people with the Read Woke program, which is a program where we've reached out with to the Meadow Creek Media Specialist Cicely Lewis for her um, th- that Read Woke program, and kind of integrated into some library programming as well.
2: Yes, I mean this is this is not something new for the library, but it's perhaps a more just a more targeted focus than we've had uh, previously. And, uh, you know, I I think that the opportunities for growth in this area are great. And uh, I look forward to us coming up with even more innovative uh, types of programs and outreach and collections in the future uh, to break down those, those barriers.
0: We've talked about community, um, but we have to also remember that our staff members are part of our community, and many of them are passionate about their beliefs and would like to participate in protests and other public displays of support or opposition to certain cultural and political movements. What's the balance staff should consider when they're publicly expressing their own First Amendment rights as opposed to representing the library and its views?
2: I think it's important, first of all, to recognize that as public employees, and I think this is something that a distinction that needs to be made. Mm -hmm. People who work for public institutions like the library have First Amendment rights. All the full array of constitutional rights applies to those individuals in their workplace. That is not true of private employers. So I think that people sometimes get confused. Uh, rights, uh, constitutional rights apply vis-a-vis the government. If you work for a government institution like the library, you have those rights. If you work for a private employer, you do not. So, you know, just that's something to keep in the back of, of our minds. Uh, having said that, uh, because we are public employees and have First Amendment rights, of course, uh, people have the right to go out and to engage in protests and demonstrations uh, and, and other sorts of peaceful uh, uh, protests as are outlined uh, in the Constitution and in the laws that we have, uh, both at the federal and the state level. Uh, They, of course, also, though, should not claim to speak for the library or on behalf of the library or that they are representing the library as an institution. Uh, My preference would be that if you're going to a protest or march, you may not want to wear your library t-shirt. Uh, I can't necessarily stop you from doing that, <laughs> but it would be my preference that, that people don't. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, as, as a private individual engaging in peaceful protest, you're of course uh, welcome to do that. You just should not purport to speak on behalf of the library or say that you're in any way representing uh, the library. The library as an institution uh, has to remain neutral. In that respect, we don't inject ourselves into into political uh, controversies in that way. Uh, but you are you do have the right to engage in, in in those sorts of of opportunities to write letters, sign petitions, protest, uh, whatever else, as long as it's within the boundaries of the law. It's really just we don't people should not be claiming to represent the library in the process of doing that. You know, I think it's, there are many, many different programs and we could sit here for probably an hour and list off different programs that are addressing different, you know, aspects of these equity issues. I mean, our partnership with the school. Uh, and tutor.com is, is an equity issue that I think is is beneficial disproportionately to, to uh, communities of color and those of lower socioeconomic status. Uh, and there are many, many others like that. But I think it's not, rather than just talk about here's this program and this program and this program, I want us to think of it as a mindset. It's an attitude. We need to look at things and and talk about ways in which These are either advancing the issue of equity or they're impeding the issue of equity. If it's advancing equity, then that's something we should be doing more of. If it's impeding equity, then we need to figure out a way to remove that barrier. Uh, And there are a lot of different internal processes and procedures and things that we're continually evaluating. I think we've removed many of them, but there's still more work, uh, more work to be done.
1: Yeah. I like the idea of it being a mindset that just kind of, this is how we think now, as opposed to, oh, look, it's February. Time to bring some Black authors in, Black History Month. Oh, look, it's Asian American Pacific Islanders Month. Try to make it. It's like,
3: just make it an everyday kind of thing. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Get, get away from those tick boxes and, and yeah. yeah, make it just a, an organizational approach in general. I, I would add, and speaking for myself, it's very exciting to see the, the local community, especially the political leadership of the county, you know, changing in many regards to, to better reflect uh, its population. I, I think uh, we'll be seeing that over the next uh, two years and, and, and um, that, that's very exciting to see. I'm, I'm anxious to see what kind of differences that makes in, uh, in uh, choices that the commun- county government makes.
0: Yeah and everything's okay. a work in progress and it's important that we even have this conversation
3: I will put a plug in, if you don't mind. I don't know if this is going to drop before July 23rd. Oh, but please. on Thursday, July 23rd at 7 p.m., uh, we will have WABE's uh, Rose Scott interviewing uh, best-selling author Stacey Abrams. So that that should be an exciting program. Looking forward to that. Best-selling
1: author Stacey Abrams. Has she done anything
2: else of interest that we might know? <laughs> How else might, might, might we know her? <laughs> she- she may have run for Governor or something at some point. I don't know. It's kind of hard to remember that was a couple of years ago, Steve. You know. maybe on a
3: short list or two, also, I don't. Know. yeah, you know yeah.
2: when you get when you get old like me, your memory starts to get a little hazy about things that happened in the past. So yeah, we heard her at um PLA? PLA. yeah,
1: PLA speak. Yes. Which, felt, which, now, which now feels like 20 years ago, but was just about three months ago,
3: I think. <laughs> yeah. which I'm stunned it, it did cause scary. an outbreak of COVID, you know, amongst all those thousands of librarians. Oh, I know. Yeah,
1: we, we had like 5,000 librarians in a, one conference center at once, right? A week yeah. before we closed, I think.
0: <laughs> Hand sanitizer everywhere, though. So thank you, Charles and Michael, for speaking with us. And this is not a new conversation, but um, it's one that we will continue to have. And appreciate you listening to not only um, the community, but the staff.
2: Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Take care.